Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner. This is episode 61. This is our every other week update on the generative art market, and things are heating up. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston Cloud here on the screen. I am showing you my Twitter account. Please give me a follow if you like this and support this podcast. It's much appreciated. I am normally joined by my co-host and friend Jared Pause at Jared underscore Pause on Twitter. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it due to some last minute issues. So you'll probably be hearing me breathe a lot because it turns out forget to breathe when you have a lot to talk about, but having a co-host helps that. Anyways, Jared is the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. So if you are interested in getting exposure to digital art as part of your investing portfolio, but you don't want to do it yourself, reach out to him for that. He's also the founder of the 8NAP Art Platform, which recently announced some amazing guests. I actually think it might've been since our last, sorry, amazing guests, some amazing artists, uh, which I think might have been after our last episode here. So congrats to Jared. I'm sorry he couldn't be here to announce that, but uh, shown on screen, he's going to be working with Corey Haber, Danguiz, Delta Sauce, I, Derek, Red Rum Art, as well as Rich Poole and Rick Crane. On And, and that's just the first season. So really cool stuff there. He's also got a, a new show that he does weekly, Palettes and Perspectives. So that's Jared. And a quick thing on myself, I have a service for elite collectors, people who invest in art and some of the top artists in the space, all in my premium membership. This is a paid membership, but we really, really focus on finding the best art at the cheapest prices, including new stuff. We, we have missed very few, which has been exciting to see that work out. So if you're interested in that, please shoot me a DM. There's a sign-up link here as well shown on the screen. And uh, yeah, let me know about that. Finally, Collector's Corner, here we are at Collector's underscore XYZ. Give us a follow. It really helps us. Appreciate it. Okay, all that out of the way. Um, I also have a newsletter, sorry I should mention, that comes out if you prefer to read this content. Let's jump right into the sentiment check. So um, we we'll worry so much about what's on screen here in terms of NFT price flow. We'll get to that. Um, overall sentiment, actually, I think probably what might be more instructive is to look at the broader crypto market prices because... These have people feeling great. Sentiment is going really well, primarily because Bitcoin has has boomed. And uh, really, in the last month, it's been a relentless surge up uh, after the ETF. It seems like the inflows are coming in. So it's kind of an interesting place because everybody who is almost everybody, I should say, who's collecting art is also exposed in some way, shape or form to Bitcoin uh, or, you know, and Bitcoin drives up the broader market. So Ethereum is coming up. Things are good. You're feeling happy about that. You know, there's a lot of airdrops that are coming in that are raining down free money. Uh, but on the other hand, a lot of art hasn't moved too much. Some art continues to bleed down, especially those that are not considered the top blue chip collections. So it does feel like the bull market is, is entering another phase. And we suspect that we'll see some folks who were out for the last 18 months returning and also new entrants who really never came into the NFT space. And, uh, I think that we will start to see a little bit more liquidity on the art side because I think that a lot of people who 
have remained are, you know, there are enthusiasts, but they may have been tapped out. And we really need people who are not uh, chasing some of the the shorter term focused things to come back to the art side. And uh, uh, this is to say, not to judge anybody who prefers to focus on airdrops or, you know, altcoins or whatever. It's totally reasonable. Even I do some of that a little bit, uh, but I am tapped out in terms of what I can spend on art. And I think that a lot of the folks who are still in the space that do enjoy art are feeling similarly. So we kind of need people who are not tapped out and perhaps are not as distracted by some of the other things going on to come back. And I think as we enter this next phase of the bull market, where it's it's very clear that we're in a bull market, it was probably clear to a lot of us, we've been talking about it, but now it's a little bit more clear to folks outside of the crypto scene, or again, folks who maybe were in the scene, but have checked out for the last couple of years. That things are back, they're going to come, they're going to explore, they're going to see what's going on. Um, and I do think that a subsection of those folks will really be into art. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for us to move into the next phase of the bull market. It's been a long time. Congrats to everybody who's been <laughs> riding it out, regardless of what you've been investing in or collecting or whatever. It's not easy to do. And uh, the, the light at the other end of the tunnel seems to be here, uh, but not in a way that means we're dying. Anyways, Let's move on to the Ethereum Generative Art update. So Ethereum Generative Art continues to have an interesting profile. We're, we're seeing some liquidity in the higher end of collections here. Um, and uh, unfortunately, oh, there we go. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at seven-day volume. So as you can see here, the second and seven-day volume in the art category is Fidenzas. And that's what's quite interesting. We saw a fresh wallet last week uh, going by, I think it was uh, something around 250 Ethereum worth of Fidenzas. They bought three Fidenzas. Uh, they market bought them. These were not wrapped ETH offers. And we saw a uh, you know some solid liquidity there. And if you look at the top collections, and I know I'm sorting it by volume, but uh, you know some of these top uh, collections are seeing good liquidity, and we're not seeing a ton from smaller collections. So look, we, we can sort it by sales here, and you'll notice that it's still kind of these bigger collections that are in the mindshare that are getting the attention. And you know, on the one hand that might seem bearish because they're selling for lower prices than expected. For example, Cormy Squiggles, which I'll touch on in the Squiggle update. But we, and you know, we, we certainly haven't seen anything pop off the charts yet. Uh, but the fact, I, I would encourage everybody to look at it from a different lens. Think about how many people are not selling, right? Think about the US dollar value of these assets and if that's going up or not. And think about, you know, if somebody is freshly, creating uh, a wallet and funding it from Coinbase, they're probably, not necessarily, but there's a decent chance that they are actually taking US dollars, buying Ethereum with it, and buying this art at a higher US dollar price. So I think it can be easy to zone in on floor prices. It can be easy to zone in on the few people who are lowering the floor price uh, and selling it and, you know, and listing. Uh, it can be easy to zone in on the fact that other assets within the crypto ecosystem are going up in price, uh, or at least up in price denominated in Ethereum or Bitcoin. Uh, but all of these things, I think, don't give you the complete picture. And it's good to take a step back and say what's fully going on. So look, art is not booming. Ethereum gen art is not booming by any means, but it's also not some of the gloom and doom that you may be feeling. 
So that's that's my public service announcement on that. Um, but generally speaking, we're seeing some good liquidity in the top end. And I think probably the highlight of this past. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the Ether rocks, which don't show up here. And, you know, I, I think you could put them squarely in the collectible category, but it's not a PFP where there's utility or team. It, it, it exists by itself the way that art does. And of course, CryptoPunks continue to hold great liquidity. So overall, mixed picture, but I would say bullish. Uh, I would be less bullish if we were seeing more volume on the low end, but nothing on the high end. Uh, and, and I think that's a, that's a great sign. So let's talk a little bit about Tezos, Solana, and Ordinal's art. So what I have shown on screen here is the function gallery. And uh, I am, full disclosure, a curator for this gallery. They currently have launched. They have their VIPs who are on their allow list, able to buy works. Um, they have uh, something like six collections active right now. Three recently launched. Um, most recently, water. Um, excuse me, unconscious streams by Water Flowing, uh, which is a, a great collection here. And so we're seeing some good activity there. In addition, I, I'm going to jump ahead here. We'll come back to it. But Flares by far. Uh, was released, minted out at 0 0.015 Bitcoin. And uh, uh, embarrassingly, I'm not going to do the math online. We can just look up what that is. The price was a little bit lower then, but you know, around $750 they minted out at, surged to 0 0.025 Bitcoin and then came back down. Um, and then we also saw a completely free mint, uh, albeit uh, mostly it was free or mostly it was allocated, I should say, to... Um, folks who were holders of this uh, collection, but it's got the top volume on the on Magic Eden on uh, Ordinals, which is pretty impressive. Uh, only 12% of these listed, and it's at 0 0.00415 Bitcoin, which is uh, roughly 200, is that $200? Jeez. I, that one I should have been able to do. I think it's roughly $200, but we'll just do it anyways. Um, missed the zero there. Yep, about $230. So you know, from free to 230 is pretty good. But more importantly, it's really awesome to see the interest in generative art, code-based generative art, long-form generative art in the ordinal side. And it seems to be missing, actually, uh, strangely, where it started a little bit in the Ethereum side. So so that's really cool to see. Um, on the Tezos side, really not a ton to report, unfortunately. We're seeing very, very low volumes there. Uh, on FX hash, if you look, the highest seven-day volume is 1.7 USD. That, that's seven days. Uh, so it does really feel like the attention has moved on from here. I have not heard people talk about any new releases. Um, I think for all practical purposes, I hate to say it because I, I own pieces from FX hash, but it seems like Tezos is, is really um, is really falling behind, unfortunately. So. Hopefully that turns around, but what is picking things up a little bit is Solana. We've had a number of uh, generative art releases, primarily AI art releases on Solana that folks are excited about. And again, nothing has boomed, but the interest seems to be there. The excitement seems to be there. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there's a new release coming out with Machio 135 and people are pretty hyped about that. That is a code-based uh, long-form gen art project. So lots of stuff going on outside of the Ethereum gen art market, I will say probably a little bit more. Uh, and I think part of it is this is a new crowd getting exposed to this art form and enjoying it because, hey, there's a reason we all enjoyed it. I think it is intrinsically enjoyable. With that, let's do a Chromie Squiggle update. So shown on screen here, you can see that 
In the last week, we had 13 sales for squiggles and uh, we had about 100 Ether in volume. That's better than last week where we had nine sales only and 83 Ether in volume, but also still not great and also still relatively low priced. I don't know if there was a single sale over 10 Ethereum. Um, maybe... Yeah, I don't. Yep, not nothing in the last week over ten ether. So we're really seeing kind of the the low end, and we're seeing some really nice pieces that would have held a pretty significant premium selling right around the floor. Uh, two, I want to highlight here. First one on screen just sold today. Chromi Squiggle ten oh nine, which is a color spread six fuzzy. Which I'm mean, excuse me, slinky. And color spread six is rare. Uh, the lower the color spread, the more uh, colors you'll see at one time in the squiggle and, and because people like the more colorful ones this is a coveted trait this is a little bit harder in in, in um fuzz excuse me in uh slinkies just because of the way the slinkies are created um meaning you don't see as many colors in general in slinkies uh but yeah that's a really nice one if you go low color spread six slinky you can see these these all kind of pop so for that to sell the floor was uh was, was quite something the lowest color spread you can get is five before you get into hyper rainbow. So five, six, seven are all like really, really nice. It's not even a hundred of those in, in terms of the slinkies and some fuzzies as well. So look, we're, we're selling what seems like really great deals there, but I want to just kind of reorient us a little bit here. And I was taking a look at this. If you look at the actual prices in Ethereum, we're, we're, we're down a lot. Actually, peak Ether prices, believe it or not, were in January 2023. So while the bear market was in full swing, we got to a 17 Ether floor for squiggles, which is um, quite remarkable. But then you adjust this for US dollars, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, actually... That peak ETH value, let's call it January 9th, floor price was 22,000 US dollars. And right now it's 20,400 US dollars. So they're actually holding up in US dollar terms, which is, if you look at the last year, pretty much held the line around $20,000. That's been where it's juggling around. And so I think it's actually quite bullish when you look at it from, from that standpoint, that's holding up and, and there's only 2% listed. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not the liquidity that we are accustomed to with squiggles. We hope for with squiggles, but the art market has not moved. If everything else was moving in art and, and these were still doing this, then I'd be a little bit more worried. Uh, overall, I think it's, it's still fairly good signs and fairly healthy signs. Now, let's look at friendship bracelets, which are similarly kind of towing the line as compared to before. At 80 sales in the last week, about seven and a half ETH in volume that compares to the last time we checked this, the last seven-day period, we had 75 sales and five ETH in volume. Floor prices dipped a bit. It was uh, 0.0064 last time. It's now 0.06. And they, uh, you know, friendship bracelets kind of feel like they've found a bottom here. Um, certainly in ETH price. I actually haven't looked at these, so we can do it live. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you can't go too much lower in ETH, especially with gas prices these days. Uh, U.S. dollar-wise, uh, certainly down, uh, but but seem to kind of be bottoming out and finding a floor. So friendship bracelets uh, continue to mirror the, the broader market and what is going on. Excellent. Now let's move on to some releases, a couple interesting releases that came out. So first one, Artblox curated Presenium by Remnant. Um, interesting collection. There are some stories around this too. Uh, I think the collection is actually one of the better ones I've seen lately from Artblocks Curated. And, and when I say better, I don't mean to say some of the other art is not good. I mean better in terms of, ah, this is what I expect when I think of long form gen art. 
and by that, I mean, there's good variety in palettes. There's good variety, excuse me, in composition. Uh, you can clearly tell there are different styles here. Some are circular, some are more square. Some have more blank space. Uh, some are seem very, very different. Some have spirals really well done from that standpoint. I will say though, it was difficult to anticipate that, uh, because when trying to do the generator and explore possibilities, they were taking a really, really long time to render. And that made it challenging to get a feel for the algorithm. That's actually why I didn't mint it. I was like, ah, I don't know how varied these are. They all kind of feel similar. Um, but you know, they came out great and I fantastic job by the artist, fantastic job by the curation board. Um, there was a little bit of a snafu in the sense that this was picked up early by speculators far too early. There was a lot of talk in discord and communities about how this is one of the best art blocks curated. Uh, of course, no, nothing is secret these days. So everybody hears everything. And through that, uh, we had a mint out price that was, uh, clearly too high for the market price. I actually thought this should mint out at half an ETH or less, uh, not because of the quality of the art, but because of the overall size, 400 pieces, and just the way that the market has been treating long-form gen art lately. Um, ended up minting out at 1.25, so significantly higher than I thought. Uh, and uh, it seems like a lot of those people were hoping to get some liquidity out uh, because now we have a third, well, 31% listed, and the floor is dipped all the way down to 0.68 ETH. Uh, so unfortunately, these open mints just are continue to get, you know, whether you call it botted or grabbed by spec like short-term uh, speculators doesn't matter it's the same outcome uh, and I am hopeful that people will come back and find this art it just kind of depends on how long it takes for for this to to clear out uh, the 31% listed uh, because most people who are astute collectors are they just they're going to refuse to pay up until the we found a bottom so hopefully that happens soon and attention can come back to this fantastic art the next release I wanted to talk about, I alluded to this earlier, is Flares by Far. Uh, so for folks who may not know, Far is the founder of Ordinal, uh, excuse me, Quantum Cats, as well as Taproot Wizards, which is a PFP that actually hasn't released yet. The cats released first, but these Quantum Cats are one of the more popular releases. And uh, Far has kind of become somewhat of a legend right now um, on the Bitcoin side. And... Uh, his collection minted out at 0.015 Bitcoin, as I mentioned, about $700, surged a bit. Now it's settled at about 0.02 Bitcoin. It is long form, one of one of 512. And Far has, has, has released in other platforms before. This is not his first release. He has many on Ethereum and it's got a couple on Solana, maybe one on Tezos. I can't fully remember. Uh, but either way, this is showcasing a couple things. We're, we're kind of seeing this crossover um, artist and community leader, in this case, a PFP, uh, which I think is quite interesting. And in that way, he's made his PFP a little bit more artistic. Uh, and we're also seeing some really solid uh, interest in, on the ordinal side. And look, there's cer certainly some speculation going on here. The floor price has dipped. If you look at the analytics, it got, as I mentioned, 0.025. And now it's come back down to point. Uh, 019 now, and we have 127 out of 512 listed. Again, not, not trying to do too much math, but you know, we're around 20%. You'd like to see that get below 10 before you feel like the price is going to be relatively stable. 
Uh, but overall, I think it's a great collection. It's quite varied. And it has a lot of motion that takes input from uh, what's happening in real time on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, you can't see this motion, unfortunately, in Magic Eden, which is uh, problematic. But if you are interested in exploring this a little bit more, I would uh, suggest you go to Gamma. And uh, Gamma is a much more art-native platform here. And as you can see, there's... Um, some some really nice motion. I actually think these are these are these are great. Uh, this is probably one of the best long form generative art collections on Ordinals so far, uh, and it will get attention because of this this artist being a leader. So um, that that is that is fantastic to see. Okay, so let's move on to some Gen Art news now. There's something interesting happening. It's not the most positive news, but I, it has something that's been on my mind. Uh, so well, we can hop over to article perhaps and see this if this is a good way to look at it. Um, trending gen R. Well, we'll we'll get there. But collections have not been uh, they've not been minting out, and I'm not trying to pick on anyone specifically, but as we can see here, um, so there's a few art blocks curated that have not minted out. There's many art blocks projects that have not minted out. I think the team said they announced that they're going to close them down after a year of not minting, something along those lines. Um, Heart Sleeve Skin by Lobid, which is a really cool collection, uh, did not mint out over here on, on Tonic. Uh, Pindar Van Armin's Reflections did not mint out. He ended up minting them out himself uh, and, and distributing some of those. Um, what else? We had Bright Moments Paris, which has uh, not fully minted out, although they have... Uh, let's see how many we got. We're 400 remaining. So it's moving. It's it's certainly getting there. Um, but we're seeing a lot of stuff not mint out. And what's going on? What what might be happening? I, I think that this is a inevitable and natural process that will happen in any market. You know, we have a lot of great art. A lot of great artists came in. They're continuously releasing great work. And the supply of really nice art that people actually want to have is gone up. And it's outstripped the amount of money that people have. So that's one thing, right? People just are tapped out. A second thing is I think that prices need to come back down a little bit. You know, some of these mint prices, uh, honestly, these days, if I see a mint price above 0.15, I am hesitant. That That's starting to feel like a lot, especially with Ethereum going up in price and being worth more and more in terms of purchasing power out in the real world. I think that we are probably going to have to see a return to much lower mint prices. And then at some point, things will boom and the, the cycle will continue. But I expect over time, uh, you know, people will be able to find prices closer and closer to, to the market value. Right. So there'll be volatility at first. Um, but, you know, I think that this is a good thing in the sense that it's it's going to be collector positive. I think for artists, it's a little bit tough to know that, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, you could have made way more money than you can now releasing. But I think it's a good time to start effectively building up your collector base and realizing that there's almost nothing you can do to extract a lot of value from the market right now. It, it just doesn't matter. The market's gun shy. People are not seeing prices going up. They're just not going to be willing to spend that much on art, um, certainly if they consider it as an investment. Now, if they just want to purely collect, then, then you know, sure. Like they probably will spend more um, depending on what you release and your, your, you know, your profile of how much your work sell for before. And I know this can be tricky uh, because, uh, you know, there, there's an adage out there that you should not 
sell works for less than your prior work sold for. Uh, I get that. I, I think it's going to have to be an independent decision. Maybe even talk to some of your collectors about it uh, because depending on what your prior work sold for, it might be a, a while until you can go and reasonably sell something out at the same price point. Uh, you know, not, not, not like if you go back and you look at some of the, 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 the prices that things were minting out and the, the hype, the, of 2021 i mean some of these collections pulled in a million dollars in in their release and i just i just think it's gonna be a while until you can do that again so you know i think your choices are probably wait uh number one wait number two go ahead and release and see what the market gives you or number three consider lowering your prices uh but certainly the market is telling us that that that, that they don't we cannot absorb high market caps of releases at the current moment the next news story that I want to talk about here is that Jared and I are doing a weekly Twitter Spaces Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. We've had some fantastic conversations. It's really a weekly recap of what's happening, Web3 Art. Um, this week, we're going to talk about Pebbles. We're going to talk about um, the Ether Rock and the rise of Web3 institutions, right? Uh, a lot of controversy around Sotheby's there uh, and also just kind of a little bit of what we're talking about here, recap what's going on in the market, but it's totally informal. Anyone can hop on stage. We've had DCA, we've had James Merrill, we've had Harvey Rayner come up on stage, a keen, fantastic collector, um, just a lot of really cool folks, a lot of cool folks in the crowd. It's kind of like decompress end of the week, what's been going on. Let's talk about some stuff. Uh, so check it out if you're interested. And uh, we will be publishing these on the podcast. If you can't make it, the first one from a couple of weeks ago was published just yesterday. And that one was why you're not bullish enough on long form gen art, which turns out 6529 degrees, but we, we won't go there. Instead, we're going to go to some great art at great prices. Now, first collection I wanted to shout out here is just like still, I haven't seen anything like it. It's incredibly cool and unique in my opinion. It is called Universal Ray Hatcher. So this is an FX Prams project by Peter Pasma, but what he did is he made sure that these mint tickets, which allowed you to kind of create your own art from the guardrails he created, um, it only went to people who knew how to code this work. And I am forgetting exactly what the coding language is. Um, yeah, so the minter designs on a signed distance function. So he wanted to make sure that whoever got these mint passes actually knew how to do this so they could create their own art and Wow. I mean, the diversity is just stunning. It's it's an amazing collection. I think it's, uh, people may not remember it, but it's really, really cool. And it, it, I don't know how else to say it. It, it. To me, this is probably the pinnacle of the whole params thing. I wasn't a huge fan of QQL. I wasn't a huge fan of many of the FX params, but this, uh, this is something else. So I want to shout it out because it's only at 100 Tez right now, at least on the floor. We can see how thick it is here. Um, yeah, plenty of these for 100 Tez, really beautiful art. No idea if these will increase in value. And I don't hold any of these, but I just think it's super cool. Uh, and I wanted to shout it out. The next collection, and I do hold some of these, um, is sneaking into our great art at great prices threshold here. Soul 365 by Corey Haber. I'm a huge fan of this collection. It is the first art that I got a print for, first art up on my wall. I have one of these and it really connected with me because first of all, they're all beautiful and they all are the actual geolocated sunrise at a location on a given day. Each piece has a different day of the year. Each has a different location. 
I got one that um, was on my mom's birthday. That's why it resonated with me. And I think the art is really beautiful. I mean, Corey, uh, the, the quality of his art is just stunning, in my opinion. And to me, this is uh, my favorite collection of his and uh, sitting at, at quite an affordable price. So that's exciting to see. Okay, some upcoming drops. First up, the man, Chetto Gallad, known for best for archetype, his art blocks curated. The one that, one of the ones that really kicked things off, he's in his next release, uh, another long form gen art collection. And this one is called Monument. And it, as you can see here on screen, it's releasing on verse solos. The auction opens February 21st, 1 p.m. There is an allow list component for folks. Um, I've got a, a tweet here that explains it. But if you have uh, some of Chettle's prior works, uh, one archetype, 10 or more paper armadas, or receive the Christmas thank you gift from Verse, uh, they will get you an allow list. You can mint a day earlier. You only have 24 hours at $333. Bravo, Chettle. Bravo, Verse. This is a really good affordable price for the current market. I think that's going to really allow people to engage with this art and going to buy a lot of goodwill to know, hey, you're you're not only trying to extract from us. Uh, the art itself is really interesting. It, you know, Chettle has, has kind of mastered this rectangular partitioning uh, concept. This is a cool one. And you see some monogrids. And what he does is he has uh, embedded rules that help you uh, basically figure out or the, the rules will shade or color different elements of the rectangles. So sometimes it'll only be on one side, sometimes it'll be many sides. So as you can see, this one is much more full. Um, and uh, he's continuing to refine this craft uh, that he started uh, way back in Archetype. So really cool collection. Uh, I think definitely worth having on your radar given Chettle's uh, talent as a generative artist. Uh, really glad to see him coming out with another release here. The next one I wanted to talk about, alluded to this, is uh, Faster Than Light by Makio135. Uh, this is coming out on Code Canvas. As you can see some art here, it is a sort of continuous motion. Makio's got this really cool street art, sort of um, rigid vibe to his art that I have always enjoyed. And uh, this one is, is certainly no different than some of the other ones. It's gonna be one and a half soul, 400 pieces coming out on the 21st on Code Canvas. And for folks who don't know, I think this is a good time to just mention. So Code Canvas is the, it's effectively, I know people are gonna hate this analogy, the art blocks of Solana in that curated releases only. So they review everything and accept certain artists long form generative art. That's all they're focused on. And uh, they've had six drops, but they took a break and uh, Makio is kicking off their season two. So excited for Makio and excited for the Solana art scene, excited for the Code Canvas team, excited to see how it all goes. Bullish for a gen art in general. All right, let's round it out with a couple artists to share, a couple artists that I am fans of. Let's start with Makio. Um, Lionel Radisson is his name. Really nice guy. Did a Twitter Spaces with him back in the day. I am in love with his collection, Horo. Uh, I've just, I've always loved it. it. It's one of my favorite collections. Really, really affordable. I guess I could put this as, as a great art, a great prices, uh, but not an art box curated. And it released kind of at the start of the bear market. It was, I want to say in June, maybe June or July of 2022. So, uh, doesn't doesn't quite get the attention that I think it deserves. But I think if this had been an art box curated, I mean, this is just gen art done so, so well. Uh, and 
yeah, I, I, I love this collection. I, I can't say too much more about it. And and this is why it wasn't great or great prices. It's 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 too expensive right now to hit that five hundred dollar threshold. But um Makio's got some other really cool work. You can check out his website. He's got an interesting style. He he's a brilliant, brilliant coder. Uh and I think that, you know, um excited to see him kind of getting back in the game. Uh wow, look at this. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, and the last artist I want to highlight is Z-Blocks, perhaps Z-E-Blocks. Not sure exactly how it's pronounced, um, but they are a duo. We've got Cheater Flums, uh, Sebi, and Arsenic. And one of the things that's really cool about this duo is Arsenic, from my understanding, is more of a digital artist rather than a code-based artist. Uh, and if that is true, and I may be wrong about that, uh, then the counterpart cheater flums is probably more of the coder but i've always found when you get these collaborations they are really really cool uh, and i think that is something that it really should be paid attention to because it's kind of like they, they can use their powers together rick crane and rich pool are another example of this from Asekia that was on fx hash but uh, why am I bringing up Z blocks here? It's because they helped create the art block or sorry, the, the 6529 memes first long form generative collection called Pebbles. Didn't hit on that earlier in the show, but this uh, was a big success. It minted at 0 0.06529 ETH. Uh, so whatever that is, like $120, $140 or so uh and it boomed it's around 1.8 ether floor it's the first time a lot of those folks are experiencing long-form gen art it is uh really fantastic long-form gen art uh you know aesthetics aside i think the collectability is great there's all sorts of variety um great palettes great different shapes some of the stuff that i was talking about with presenium uh they, they did a really good job on that and arsenic is also the artist behind sergeant pepe which is kind of uh one of the most popular 6529 memes. He's just done a fantastic job in general of being out there, being within the culture. And I think that, you know, this is a great artist to know about. Also, little known fact, ZE Blocks actually had a very, very early art blocks curated Unigrids that's still trading, I think around three ether. So good artist to know about, good to have on your radar. Uh, wanted to share that with you. And with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Please give us a like and a follow. It really, really helps us. And please let folks know about our podcast, our YouTube videos. And if you're around, come on to the Twitter spaces tomorrow, 5 p.m. Love to have you. Love to have you chat or just listen. And if you can't make it, don't worry. It's it's going to be on the podcast. And that's it, everybody. And oh, I'm sorry. One last thing. I, I am out of town in two weeks. So we our next episode will be coming out in March. So we'll have a little bit of a break there. Uh, but Looking forward to it. Hope everybody does well. Looking forward to see what happens in the market and talk to you then. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. Thank you.
The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.